You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike. Uh, the Fin Fans Podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Alright, so tonight Lou is back with us, so I've got Lewis Ragon. Hello. And Jim Johnson. Good evening, folks. Well, guys, it's been a busy couple of days, hasn't it? Uh, uh, yesterday, they, they released T.J. McDonald, which I think was a little bit surprising. Uh, we kind of thought maybe they would do something with Rashad Jones, and it was T.J. that they did something with. And uh, today, they released the offensive tackle, Will Holden, which I don't think any of us were surprised by. Do you have any thoughts on that, guys? Nothing is surprising me in regard to the veterans on this team. With the new coaching regime, Mike, I think this is just the beginning. You know, I think we're going to see more guys, uh, you know, some of the veteran guys getting cut. They're just trying to go in a different direction. So in a sense, it surprised me, but I wasn't overly surprised by it. You know, they the talk about uh, Rashad Jones, you know, it just to me, it doesn't make sense getting rid of him. I mean, I don't know how much money we're actually going to save by doing it, but I think he's we're better off having him on the team. McDonald was a little bit different story. You know, I think he's a little bit lesser of a player than Rashad Jones is. He doesn't bring as much to the table. So, you know, again, I wasn't overly surprised by it. Well, I'll tell you what uh, Jones said. He he said, I'm a versatile uh, safety and Bobby's versatile. I think it's cool when you have uh, safeties that complement each other. And that's kind of what you want. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Message, message sent. Yeah. Uh When when they signed McDonald, I was kind of shocked to be honest with you because he's the same type of player as Jones, and you know how many strong safeties do you really need? And I really didn't see him fitting in all that well, and I I think that's why he got the axe. We really couldn't move Rashad Jones because of his contract. You know, McDonald was getting six and a half million dollars or something, and he was expendable. So out the door he went. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what it was. They probably tried to move uh, Rashad and and couldn't. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Rashad, you know, has his his issues. You know, he quit on the team and that he lost a lot of followers there. Uh, He's still been a team captain and, and one of the veterans. So, you know, I hope he has a great season. But, you know, like I said, he would have probably been the odd man out had uh, his contract been more manageable. The other news this week was uh, Andrew Luck deciding to walk away from the game. Uh, I think that caught everybody by surprise. I don't know anybody that expected that. And, you know, I think we watched his uh, press conference, and I, I think most people could, could relate to the way he was feeling. Any thoughts on that? Oh, I have a ton of thoughts. Andrew Luck, one of my favorite players outside of, you know, my Dolphin, my Dolphin boys. Um, I truly love the guy. You know, I like, I loved what he brought to the game, the tenacity. He went out there. He just battled from the first play of the game to the last play of the game. He's going to be missed. I'm, I'm going to miss him. You know, I'd yeah, say, same here. Um, you love – He's he's one of the big faces in the game, and you hate losing guys like that. And he also, you know, the fact that he just, you never heard anything bad come out of his mouth either. Team guy, great player, and he's definitely going to be missed. Um, you know, as far as him giving the game up, uh, I know he's getting a lot of 
bad feedback from, from certain people and there's comments being made and so on and so forth. But the guy knows, you know, it's, it's his life. You know, like when Ricky Williams walked away from us, you know, we, a lot of people couldn't understand it. And to this day, people aren't understanding what took place there. But if in their own minds, they need to do what they need to do, then so be it. You know, you just got to respect the fact that, uh, you know, they walk away from a lot of money and a lot of fame and, you know, a lot of fame and everything that goes with it. So there has to be, you know, big reasons behind them walking away from something like that. Yeah. Andrew Luck has been part of the NFL basically, you know, since the year before he, he came to the NFL, before he was even drafted. I mean, uh, you know, Andrew Luck talk was going on for a year and a half before yeah, the draft. Suck for luck nonsense. Yep, yep. Suck for luck. Suck yep, for luck. Suck for luck. And, but this is the kind of individual he's been. He's been a great representative for the game of football in the NFL. Like you mentioned, Lou, he's been a great team player. He's played behind some very bad offensive lines. And, you know, he didn't throw anybody under the bus. He's been injured. And he's been in pain off and on for three years. And I think he'd finally had enough. It just wasn't worth it. He's already got millions of dollars. So what's the motivation? I don't blame him at all. If he's in pain and he doesn't want, he doesn't have the heart to grit his teeth and and keep going, then it is what it is. He's had some pretty serious injuries. That that shoulder uh, injury that he went through, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, that, that, I think hurt him, and uh, and I think it was tough for him to to rehab back through that. And now he's got the injuries on his lower leg, and you know he, he gave the impression that you know he's having trouble rehabbing through that, and he's not healthy yet. And uh, the season's about here, and I'm sure that was on his mind. All right, let's get back to our team. Uh, you know we've got cut downs coming on. I guess it's the 31st. Uh, we've got to cut down to 53 players, and there are some positions where it's really tough to figure out what they're going to do. And then there's positions like offensive tackle where you wish they had more bodies to choose from. You know when I when I look at offensive tackle, I mean they've obviously got uh, the starters, and and they've got uh, Jared Jones Smith, they've got Zach Stirrup, they've got uh, Jordan Mills, they've got Aaron Monterio and Isaiah Prince, and and just watching these guys through the preseason, is there anybody there that that you look at and you're excited about that you think can come in and and do an admirable job, uh, both run blocking and pass blocking? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, r- right now we've we've got a whole bunch of. Uh unpolished diamonds or something here and they're they're very rough to say the least you know it's just not pretty when you look at guys to put on a starting offensive line in the nfl yeah i mean i i, I gotta tell you i'm not excited about any of these guys now uh, stirrup has improved his pass blocking a little bit from oh, when he boy. first got here but he's not he's not a quality lineman that's that's lou's favorite player oh so. god i yeah i don't even want to talk about that fellow but you know Mike, you got to trust in the coaching staff. I say it over and over again, and they're going to pick the best guy for the job. And, you know, hopefully they do an average job for us from week to week. And no, I'm going to date myself here, but I'd rather they put a, a phone booth in front of the defensive tackle because at least you'd have to run around it. You can't <laughs> run through it. Yeah, yeah, you can't run over it. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
Yeah, it, it's going to that right tackle position is is going to probably be the weakest position on the team. Complete, you know, both offense and defense. I mean, you can go position by position. That's going to be the position I think that we're the weakest at. It's something that hopefully next year we've got a ton of draft picks. We address it because I honestly don't see a good offensive lineman being dropped somewhere to where we can pick him up to where it's, you know, there's just – there, there's so there's so much importance on blocking in the NFL nowadays and finding quality offensive linemen that even if a team has a good backup or two, they're they're not they're not they're gonna, not giving them away. They're right? not giving them away. You know the teams know they need depth and it's just not going to happen. So we've got to get it from what we have in camp right now. And again, hopefully one of these guys becomes the starter, stays the starter. We don't have a constant, you know, rotating situation there. And somebody eventually starts doing a better job as the season progresses. That's what we want to see. So right now, though, I don't, I don't really see anybody, Mike, to answer your question, that that is standing above and beyond anybody else. So we'll see. All I know is Josh Allen wants to play 16 games against that offensive line. <laughs> Let's not well, even I'll tell think you about what. that. Josh Allen, I think everybody in the league is licking their chops now. They're like, oh, man, boy, I can't wait to play the Dolphins. <laughs> There's six teams wondering why they didn't pick him at this point. So, Right. Well, yep. he, sure, he sure looked good. He really did. Uh, yes. He's quick as hell. Yep. He, he did look good, but, you know, again, you know, the competition there. We know that. We know know that. So we got to put that into consideration as well. We'll see as the season progresses how well he does against everybody else. Well, you know one thing, they got to pay attention to him. Let's move on to a better uh, position group. All right. All right, so tell me about running back. Well, Kenyon Drake has been uh, kind of the – He's your starter. Yeah, he's probably your starter, but, you know, he's never been a starter. He's never been that cowbell running back you know, from college up through, you know, where he's at right now. So well, I, I didn't say cowbell, you know, I, yeah, I, but I, yeah. but I do think he's your starter. I don't yeah. think he's going to get 30 carries a game, you know? Right. Right. And then, you know, Balage is going to be your number two. And then from there it gets, it gets muddy quick, you know, Gaskin, I liked earlier, but the last game I wasn't overly impressed. And, uh, I think we end up keeping Mark Walton and, uh, Laird. He's been very good. Granted, he's going against the third stringers in the second half of the games, but he has still optimized his potential out there. You know, my notes on Laird from before the season, what he is, is he's not athletic enough and he lacks speed. <laughs> and you, you can see both of that in his play. He's not the fastest guy in the world, and he's not the shiftiest guy in the world, but he seems like a playmaker to me. Yeah, he's a football player. Yep. Yeah, his yep. his burst with the ball, I mean, he gets the ball and he's suddenly four yards upfield where – you know, everybody else seems to hesitate or look or wait, and I don't know if that's patience or just not having the holes there, but Laird sure has looked good, that's for sure. Yeah, and what do you think of Mark Walton? I like his game catching the ball. In that last game, he was carrying a lot earlier in the game against some of the starters, and he literally had nowhere to go with the ball. So it's hard for me, you know, we were just ragging on the offensive line not being able to block, and... I think it was Walton that got, took the hand off and a defender tackled him right there on the spot. So yeah. you can't evaluate the running back when there's a DT or a linebacker or somebody that's 
hitting you as you're getting the ball from the quarterback. So when I looked at that game and I did revisit some of it, uh, you know, briefly in the first half, I looked at his carry specifically and he really had nowhere to go with the football. So that was a tough game to evaluate for Walton. Well, I think the game before that was kind of tough too. Uh, you know, I, I haven't got a real feel for him and that's why I asked the question because I don't think we have a back on the roster that's, you know, a third down and one back that you give the ball to and you know he's going to power for it. Yeah, I do like Laird in that instance because he's made the most out of some some poor plays as well. And Bellage has got the most power and strength, but like you say, I Do you trust him? Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't particularly trust any of these guys. They flash here and there, but Walton, I would love to see him have a little bit better of a crease or a seam or any daylight to make a run with because his opportunities last, you know, Thursday were not very good. Yeah, he'll he'll be here for depth. Yeah, he's got some NFL experience, so they're going to keep him on the roster. Uh, the other two guys, Laird and Gaskin, one will probably wind up making the team. One will wind up on the practice, practice squad. squad. Yeah, uh, you know, so Walton has a little bit of an advantage because he has some NFL experience. You know, Bellage, I think, guys, is going to be fine in regard to your short yardage situations. He's the guy they're going to go to. There's really nobody else on this team that I foresee. Uh, taking care of that situation, you know, down by the goal line, short yardage situations. Balaj is going to be the guy, and we're going to—he's—he's he's either going to win or he's going to lose, you know, situations there. So that—that—that's who I see in that situation. Now, in regard to Drake, he, he is going to be the starter because he brings—and I've talked about this before—he brings a little bit more versatility. And with this offensive line, you're going to need it. You know, if it, especially if Fitzpatrick is playing quarterback, because he's able to throw all kinds of crazy stuff at you. Maybe you audibleize at the line of scrimmage, and that's where Drake comes in into play because you can throw the ball in the flat to him, and he's going to create. Balage in the very few circumstances this year in the passing game, and he did it again this past week, you know, he, he just didn't do well. You know, he dropped the ball in the flat again in, th- in this week's game, didn't he, from what I remember? He had a ball thrown. The one ball that he had thrown to him, he, he dropped again, or you know, it fell incomplete. Yeah, it wasn't I, incomplete. It was, it was some on the quarterback and some on him. It was catchable. He, you, know, he, you know, he should have had it. Right. So, you know, Drake brings you that element that Bellage doesn't have. So I think they're going to complement each other well, but it, it all comes down to the offensive line. You know, they've, they've got to hold some blocks. They've got to create holes. Jim, you brought up a great point in regard to some of these guys not even getting an opportunity to, to make a move. I mean, they're getting nailed, you know, as soon as they, the ball's handed to them. So, how do you evaluate guys in those situations? You well, honestly I'll, can't. I'll tell you how you do. Who makes the first guy miss? Well, I mean, that's my... how you evaluate them, and, and Balazs has not done it, uh, whereas Drake has a tendency of doing that. Right. Well, it, well, you know what, Mike? That's a great point as well. That's the other thing that Drake brings. Okay, with this offensive line, if you're okay, you're you're calling a play through, you know, in between the center and guard through the two hole or the one hole, whatever the case may be, Balage is going to, he's going to hit that hole and that's what he's going to do. Whereas Drake brings a little bit different element to the game. Like you'll see him on a sweep, right, cut back, go left. He, he just, he's, 
he go, he's all over the place. And maybe he's more beneficial to us with the offensive line we have in front of him by having a guy that, whoa, out of nowhere, he can hit a 20, 30-yard run or take it to the house. Whereas Balaj is going to go go where he's supposed to go and leave it at that. So maybe he gets his four or five yards. If it's a bigger hole, maybe he goes for 10 to 15. But Drake brings you a different element. So behind this offensive line, I think he's he's the better guy to have behind them. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not, but I think that you know he brings a different element in that in that aspect as well. Well, I brought it up, so I definitely yes. agree. He brings up that element. The, the it's really a play by play situation, you know, where you got to judge the play and say, did he do the right thing or didn't he? And that's the only way I can tell you whether I like it or not, you know. Right. We don't want him losing eight yards, exactly. making cutbacks, and exactly. putting us in a second eighteen situation. Right. So. I'd rather I'd rather him take the no gain and uh, live to fight another down. Exactly. I get that. You know, he's just got to be smart with the football. But again, he's got the quickness to do just what I said. You know, in regard to you know maybe a, a design play going one way and him cutting back, and all of a sudden you've got a big play in front of you. You know, he right. brings he brings that to the table, whereas I don't think Balage or anybody else on our roster does does that. So, you know, we'll see. So, who do you think they're going to use in the passing game more than anybody else, as far as the running backs are concerned? Who, who's going to be their guy out of the backfield that's catching most of the passes? Again, I think it's Drake. You uh, do. You know, if Drake is your guy, you, you're going to have one and two guys probably. You're going to have, you know, Balage and Drake. They're going to be your primary ball carriers. So if you if you go to a third guy just for a passing down, that's kind of showing your hand. And I don't I don't predict that's how Flowers is going to do that. Uh, Flores, excuse me. Um, you know, so I think Drake is going to be the go-to guy. Now, if they start mixing backs in there more regularly, you know, Laird and Walton, you know, Walton's looked pretty good catching the ball. He's got a couple of touchdowns on those where he just drops off into the flat out there and, and it's an easy touchdown for him. So, you know, yeah. we're hoping to have a diverse offense and, and I hope they keep it mixed up and keep us all guessing, to be honest with you. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I think that's one of the positions that's fun to watch and it'll be fun to watch develop and, and see how the coaches see it. Uh, what about tight end? I mean, obviously, and maybe it's not obvious, but I, you know, I, I think Gusecki and Smythe are going to make the team. I think O'Leary's going to make the team. Beyond that, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, th- those are the three. My Myrick's played pretty well. Uh, Dwayne Allen is disappointed a little bit, but he, you know, he's got the experience. Uh, t- tough to say. Clive Wilford, I don't think anybody's been impressed with. No, he. I mean, it, here's the thing, Mike, and 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 I hate going back to the offensive line, but you know, when you put a guy like Jacecki on the field next to those five offensive linemen. You better throw it quick. You you better you better be throwing the ball and you better throw it quick because what's going to have to happen is and we talked about the right tackle position, the tight end on that side is going to have to help. And it's going to it's going to cause us to have more guys staying in to maximize the blocking because I honestly don't think our right tackle at any point and week to week it's going to be a little different, you know, you're going to have better players from week to week than the week prior. But the point I'm trying to make is that 
the tight end position, we're going to have to have the best blocker in there, especially if we're planning on running the football. And I know they're going to try to deceive and so on and so forth, but the tight end that's in has to block. So what do you do in this situation? Jacecki, you're going to see being utilized more on later downs, passing situations than you are on early downs because you just don't have the blocking up front that you're going to need to either run the ball or get the ball down the field to your receivers. So he's, a, he's essentially your third receiver, right? It's gonna it's gonna handcuff us a little bit because of the fact we don't have a strong offensive line. We're not going to have the versatility from the tight end position that you would love to have. I mean, I'd love to see Jacecki lined up on first down and trying to get down the field, but the point of the matter is, is that is our offensive line going to be capable of holding blocks to allow that to happen and and honestly right now I don't see it so I hate to keep going back to the offensive line but I think in in regard to the tight end position it is going to handcuff the handcuff us a lot this year you know in regard to you know using them in early downs and stuff unless they're quick hitters you know right off the line of scrimmage right. so like the quick slant they used a few quick weeks slant ago. or quick outs yeah. you know yeah. whatever the case may be yeah, I got to agree with you, Mike. I'm those three you mentioned are my three primarily as well. And you know, normally I'd say they keep Allen and and keep four tight ends, but we also got Cox a fullback, so that's going to add another player to the roster most likely. So that may they're going to have to cut somebody else to make room for the fullback. So right, that's a great point too, Jim. Yep. I think Allen could, you know, Dwayne Allen could be the casualty of that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm, I'm with you on that. Me and Mike talked a little bit, what was it, earlier today or yesterday in regard to that? Yesterday. And, yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, we agree with you 110%. With that came up in conversation and absolutely right. He could be. In that game against the Jags, they lined up one play where they only had one wide receiver. And I think they had, you know, two tight ends and, and the fullback and a running back. And, uh, Preston Williams lined up wide or something. So that was kind of a unique deal. You don't see that very much in the NFL nowadays. So uh, it's going to be interesting because I think they're going to have to they're going to have to run the offense with some deception to try to fool people a little bit uh because we just aren't going to have the offensive line to overpower anybody. Well, I got some good news for you. Okay, let's hear it. Albert Wilson should be back for the opener. Oh, that is good. Wow, that's really nice. Yeah, that's great news. And Grant as well? I think so. I think so. Well, that's good. And Parker? (laughs) Uh, Well, he could be hurt by then. I don't know. Yeah, Uh, I think he's got a hangnail. Well, I I don't want to make fun of Parker. He tries hard. I I saw a picture he actually practiced today, so I'm going to go with he tries hard, and we'll see what happens. That's great. Uh Wow, that's that's really good news, Mike. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, so, uh, Preston Williams make the team, you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, that Absolutely. was quick. Yep. Real quick. How about Kenny Stills? Well, Stills is going to make the team. It's just a matter <laughs> of whether he's here, you know. Uh, whether he gets traded or not. Whether yeah. he gets traded or not. I mean, well, I think the Dolphins are traded. He doesn't round. make the team. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Right. Well, we, we misunderstood what you, yeah. what you said, Mike. Uh, in yeah. regard to, I, we were talking about cutdowns. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, making the team, you know, obviously he would make the team if he doesn't get traded. So, yeah, the answer is, yeah, he's going to make the team. But 
it, whether he's going to be here or not, that's the big question. I think that, you know, he put himself in the, in the coaching staff's doghouse by what he did. And, you know, whether, whether you believe in what he did or whether you don't, the point of the matter is it's still a situation that, you know, you can't ignore and, you know, it is what it is. So listen, I can tell you who doesn't believe in what he did. And that would be Stephen Ross. Right. Well, there's no question. Right. I agree with that, but the the point, go ahead, Jim. And Flores called him out on it as well, saying he he wished he'd handled it differently. So, you know, I don't, I mean, I like Kenny Stills. He's been a good, he's been a good player for us. He's made some plays. Uh, I, I can't get that Seattle drop out of my head, but, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's, he does a lot for the community down there in South Florida. Yeah, he's a he good, does. he's a good team player, really. It's just, he's created, you know, a he's a little put, bit of a distraction. He's but put you, himself in a spotlight. Yes. Catch touchdowns and nobody will care. The right. question is, is he producing to the level he should be? And, uh, you know, Flores has questioned that. So that, that's a concern. Yeah. And. Just about everybody else on in the receiver room is getting less money than Kenny. So, you know, we just moved out TJ McDonald for a similar reason. So Right. So we'll see. I mean, so what are you saying? Does he make it or not? I'm gonna say he makes it. I'm gonna say he does too. I you know, I can't see them cutting him. I just can't say it. But we've been surprised. Yeah, I'd say it's fifty fifty, but if I had to make a call, I'd say he makes it as well. Yeah, I mean, okay, so let's say he does get cut. So who are you keeping to replace them? Who makes the team that if Stills isn't here, who well, makes you, the team? You've got Preston Williams. Well, no, no. Preston Williams yeah. is going to be here one way or another, Mike. Uh-uh. You're not getting off that easy. Come, give me somebody else. If we keep six- Isaiah Ford, Bryce okay, Butler, there you you go. pick yeah, a right. name. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what I was asking. Yeah. That's fine. Isaiah Ford, I think, looked pretty good. Um, you know, Bryce Butler – those two guys could both probably make the team, you know, if Stills isn't here. Right. Um, and, and I, I mean, think that, yeah, and they would good. if Stills gets traded. Yeah, they, they'll both be on the roster. Well, you're not going to keep two guys because you lost one. You're only going to keep one because you lost one. The question is how many receivers are they going to keep? Yeah, well, I figure uh, they're going to keep six, but hey. you know, Yeah, we were assuming, right, one of those guys is going to make the team. So you've got Wilson, you've got Grant, you've got Williams. That's three. You've got Parker, we think. That's four. So if you have Ford and Butler, that's six. So that's, right. how, it, that's how it'd work out. Stills it would trade for one of those two guys, probably. Right. Well, one of them's going to make the team whether Stills is here or not. Correct. Mike. That's what Correct. I'm saying. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay, we agree. And I can't see him cutting down to five wide receivers either because if Definitely you in, not. if you include Parker in that five, now you're down to four right off the bat, most likely. I mean No, because Grant's your major returner, so if he were to get hurt on returns, that would put you in a bind at receiver if you only keep five, and therefore I think you keep six. Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. We're all on the same page with that. I think that's what Jim was saying, that we're gonna keep six, right? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. So, I mean, all right. So we, we've covered the offense for the most part. Uh, Quarterback? Well, do we want to go there? Who's going to start? <laughs> well, I can speak a little bit to this. Everybody's losing their minds about Rosen's got to start. Rosen's got to start. You know, oh, man, we spent the second round pick and it's like we paid the world for it. Uh, granted, we have a lot of a lot of needs, but as far as quarterbacks go, that was a pretty inexpensive deal to give uh, Rosen a test drive. 
he had a bad situation in Arizona, wasn't handled well, new coordinators, and I'm not making excuses. I'm just, you know, leading up to the story. He's a bit damaged and he's been looking very good. And I think Flores has been, you know, just saying Fitzpatrick is the guy, Fitzpatrick is the guy right along so that Rosen wants to take the job from Fitzpatrick. And to me, it seems to be working. Rosen has outplayed him, you know, on the scoreboard and the statistics, you know, you know, all the ratings. So everybody's, you know, wants Flores to just anoint him the starter. And, you know, I'd like to see him be the starter, but it's not, it's not necessary. I think we need to bring him along and keep building his confidence and limiting his exposure to bad you know bad situations and I think Flores has done that pretty well and he's doing very well and I wouldn't be surprised if he is your starter in game one against Baltimore well my opinion on the uh, quarterback situation is this is you know Fitzpatrick behind this offensive line is obviously the better choice uh, at this point I haven't Uh, I haven't seen that in the preseason at some point yeah well Wait till the regular season starts, Jim, and then we'll talk again. How's that? I think that, <laughs> I think fair enough. Uh, fair uh, enough. Fair enough. Right. I think that you know his experience alone. The guy is just cool and casual back there, so he's going to be able to deal with situations as far as blitzes and all that stuff go. Once the regular season starts, you'll see a major difference between the two. I don't necessarily want Rosen being thrown out there behind that offensive line to start the year. Now, as the offensive line gels, hopefully they do. I mean, I'm not guaranteed. There's no guarantee that that's going to happen either, but you would hope that they're going to get better. Then maybe you bring Rosen in and you start, you start playing him. But, but here's the thing. Okay. The coaching staff, you, we have to trust in our coaching staff. Okay. So, as I look at our coaches, they've got to evaluate these guys and what's going on in practice and what Rosen is capable of doing, and you got to trust in them. And that's the bottom line. I don't honestly. I'd I'd love to see Fitzpatrick starting, but I'd love to see Rosen starting for different reasons. So I'm caught in between because going forward, of course, you want to see Rosen. You want to see what he's all about. You want to be able to evaluate him as a fan and say, hey, you know what? We don't have to draft a quarterback next year. Forget it. We've got a guy right here that's going to be more than capable of doing the job. But you know what? That that's not that may not be the case. You know, in regard to who is the better quarterback for us to start the season, I think it's Fitzpatrick. I would love to see him running the offense at the beginning of the year, especially if now we got Wilson and Grant and all these guys healthy. I think he's going to be better for the team right now. But going forward, Rosen has got to has got to play at some point. And if he doesn't, then we're going to have to trust in the coaching staff to say, hey, listen, you know, guys – He's not doing what he was doing in practice, but we feel that going forward, he will be our quarterback, and that's it. That's that's all we can do at this point because we have no control over it. So people are getting all crazy about it. The bottom line is the coaching staff's going to do what's best for the team, and we're going to have to just trust in them and leave it at that. So there you have it. Well, I don't know. You know when you make jello, you've got to put the right amount of water in it or it'll never gel. And I kind of feel like our offensive line has too much water. Right. 
Well, I mean, it is what it is, Mike. I mean, we understand that. We have to. We have to get past that. Well, I'm saying I don't think it's going to gel. So, if, if that is the case, if I'm right about that, then who do you think is the better quarterback to be in that situation? Is it Rosen, who gives you a little more athleticism and and maybe uh, can make some passes that Fitzpatrick can't, or is it Fitzpatrick who has the experience? And uh, maybe a little more sharpness when it comes to actually being a quarterback. I think it's Fitzpatrick because of the experience and the creativity involved. Now, I've seen him over the last few years and even some of the preseason, Mike, scramble out of the pocket and get yardage. He recognizes things a little bit more than what Rosen is going to. I mean, faster, he's experienced. Faster, of course. Right. He's experienced every single scenario that you can possibly throw at a quarterback in the NFL. Rosen, on the other hand, hasn't. Uh, we saw what happened in Arizona last year. It's a similar situation with the offensive line play. So, you know, again, you know, Fitzpatrick in that situation, Mike, assuming that the offensive line isn't going to gel. He's going to be the better player, in my opinion, in that situation. And, you know, I think that the coaching staff is going to go that route. You know, I kind of disagree with what Jim said in regard to starting week one. I think it would be a major mistake for them to put Rosen out there in week one. But, you know, again, I think Fitzpatrick is the better guy for the job at this point. Did you watch last Thursday's game? What's that? <laughs> did you watch last Thursday's game? Mike, did you hear what Fitzpatrick said in regard to preseason? What did he say? I don't care what he said. Hold on, you, let me tell you, you what he the said. Game? Let me tell you what he said. He said, it's preseason. And that's what I'm going to tell you, Mike. What else is he going to say? It's preseason. It was horrible. <laughs> he, I was going to say, I'm sorry I looked terrible. It was just preseason, right. though. You know, I, I wasn't really trying, guys. Uh, it doesn't count. Yeah. and It's, it's preseason. <laughs> I get what you're saying, Lou, with Fitzpatrick and his, his ability to improvise and stay cool and calm and collected. But I just don't know if he has the talent required to do anything with that. You know, Baltimore may not be the best place to start Rosen because you don't want to have him crash and burn in his first NFL start. But, you know, he has just looked so much better than Fitzpatrick. And I I don't really care how you explain it away. Rosen has been the better player in all three games so far. There's no question about that. He has been. But, you know, you take in all the, you know, you got to take in all the other factors involved. He's playing against... He's not playing against starters. Uh, but you know, he is executing. He's He is executing. But listen, guys, we can go back and forth for the next half hour over this. Uh, we have time restraints on this show, so we're not going to do it. So let's just let's just see what happens, you know, going forward. We're all on different pages here to an extent. I don't think we but, are. I, I agree mean, with most of what you said. I just think that when you ask me, you know, who has looked better – I don't think there's a question. Oh, I no. think it's been Rosen. And I and agree we, with you. We can say, you know, well, it's only, it's only preseason. If Fitzpatrick doesn't, you know, really care because it's preseason, I don't buy all that. Right. Well, I mean, again, it's, sometimes it's not 
necessarily the guy that the at the ball <laughs> it's in the it's in his hands but it's not necessarily well that's true the guy could run the wrong pattern or whatever right his right. fault at every turn i mean they they have looked bad he's looked bad rosen has looked better there's no question about I mean, the that fir- the first game i thought fitzpatrick looked better in fairness but the next two games i thought rosen looked better right i didn't see game two uh, but yeah, the last game, Rosen definitely looked better. And again, you know, we're we're in a situation where what is going to be more beneficial to the team, and what's going to be more beneficial to Rosen? I mean, as Jim just pointed out, you throw him against Baltimore's defense in Week One. Is that really going to benefit the kid? I don't think it is in the least. I, I really don't. Let him sit there. Let him learn for a few weeks. I, I, I mean, listen, I told you guys in earlier podcasts that I wanted to see Rosen start from week one because I want the guy evaluated in every situation. But as you're watching this thing and going forward, I've changed my mind on it. You know, I feel that, you know what, let him sit for a little while, a few games, and get maybe in a better position than where we're at. And I think that the offensive line, Mike, if they start working together and they have a few games experience, I mean, you can't, listen, you can't tell me that Dieter at that left guard position, Mike, is not going to become a better player as the season progresses. No, it's the guy on the other side I'm worried about. Well, I mean, but I'm saying as a whole, you know, I'm talking about as a unit, Dieter's going to get better. Maybe our right guard gets better and maybe, you know, a few of the other guys get a little bit better. So Okay, look, there's no doubt that, you know, playing four or five games together, they're going to improve somewhat because communication is going to improve. Absolutely. So that's a given. But are they going to be a decent line? Probably not. No, but they'll be better than they will be in week one. And that's that's where I'm coming from in regard to the, the quarterback situation. Hey, guys, I wanted to break in here real quick just to ask a favor of you. On the app that you're listening on, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit like, leave a, a comment on your thoughts of the show. And uh, if you didn't know, we do, we do run a Facebook group. Uh, it's Miami Dolphins number one. That's hashtag one. We talk uh, Dolphins football 24-7, 365. We'd love to have you join us and share your thoughts. And uh, once again, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, let's make it a habit. We'll see you next week. All right, let's get away from the quarterback situation because <laughs> this is not fun. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's yeah, not. it was. I no. thought it was. I thought it was fun as hell. What yeah. the hell? I, I didn't get any time. Jim took it all, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been sitting here muted for a half an hour. I, yeah, I had I a think, little nap while Lou was talking. Yeah, uh, I think Jim, he got you uh, mixed up with me. I don't know what yeah. he's doing over there, but yeah, he he did get us mixed up on that. Uh-huh. Good. You both talk too much. All right, so. <laughs> What's going to happen at cornerback? Who are we keeping? Well, I think we're going to keep uh, Wiltz and Lamans. Uh, they've both looked decent in preseason, and they've both made plays. And that's more than I can say for, you know, McTire and Cornell Armstrong and some of these other players that are – Jalen Davis. Jalen Davis and others. You know, Eric Rowe has looked good. Uh, he needs to learn to look for the ball or else he's going to get a lot of pass interference calls. But, you know, he's been pretty solid over there. He's going to get a lot of attention. Whoever's cornerback number two is going to get a lot of balls thrown Well, it's their going way. to be Rowe. I don't think yeah. there's any question yeah. about that. It, you know, speaking of, of pass interference, 
Are either of you guys in favor of this new rule where they can uh, replay pass interference? Oh, horrible. Absolutely horrible, Mike. Yeah, I, I'm you not know, a big fan of it. I, I, I struggle to justify it. Uh, you know, I mean, now you can just, you know, have it reviewed on every pass play, basically, whether it's incomplete or whether there was pass interference or whether there wasn't pass interference. And I mean, if it's an egregious thing, you know, like the NFC championship game, that's something that should be some sort of booth review or something. It should be in the referee's hands. It should be in the referee's hands. But now when you put every single pass play under the microscope, that's frustrating to me. And the other night they reviewed one and I was watching it and you know the there was a question of whether there was defensive pass interference and the defender had hooked the arm of the offensive player. Now you can't hook the guy's arm as a defender. Well, the offensive player shouldn't be able to push off your chest either. So now you can't get involved with anything on the defensive side of the ball, yet it was on film with the with the offensive guy pushing off, and that was fine. So, you know, you're looking at the film. It should be obvious that it was originally, the original contact was offensive. And then they went ahead and called defensive pass interference that wasn't called on the play. And I'm like, man... Uh, you know, they didn't get it right in the first place, so why bother? Well, they allow what they allow. That's the thing. You know what I mean? They allow what they allow, and, and I don't think it's well-defined as to what they do allow. Well, that's just the thing. What do they allow? You know, they allow a little bit of hand fighting, but not too much. You yeah. know, they allow, they allow a little bit of pushing off, but not too much. You know, it's really hard to say yeah. what is crossing the line. Right. Here, here's the thing, okay? it, it It's an absolute ridiculous implement into the game of football because yep it can go either way on any passing play period that's the bottom line you can call offensive pass interference you can call defensive pass interferences on almost every doggone passing passing play down the field i mean it's they've created a, a bigger problem it was always Pass interference was always debatable. On every call, you could say, oh, come on, that wasn't pass. Or you could say, Uh oh, it definitely was. It's always debatable. But now you're in a situation where you have a booth review, and you're like, you got to be kidding me. And when it comes back, we're still not going to be happy because it's still still going to be questionable. It's not defined. Every single play is going to be debatable in every game. They've just created a bigger monster here. It's a horrible rule. It's going to slow that slow down the game even more than it's already. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I think it's ridiculous, but you know that they they just continue to ruin the game. I know I'd get you fired up. Oh, it's 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 absolutely horrible, Mike. Thanks for bringing that up. You You're got welcome. me all riled up now. Hey, Lou, how do you feel about it? Yeah. All right. Next, let's move <laughs> right. on. So, and, and speaking uh, of which, speaking uh-oh. of which, in the game, you know, okay, I'm going to bring up a perfect perfect example in the, in our last game in the first quarter, the pass interference that was called on row. He turned his, as as you watch the replay, he actually did turn his head towards the football before the football got there. Yes, he and, did. Yes, and he, he did. got called for pass interference. So yep. now, do the Dolphins throw the flag and say, hey, that's bullshit. That wasn't a pass interference call. We, we've got to debate that. I don't think it was pass interference. So they're going to review it. And if you look at it in slow motion, you're like, you know what? 
I don't think that was pass interference, was it? Yeah, there well, you have it. He turned his head so late. I think they figure that's why. But yeah. but he did. But he did turn it before the it. ball got there. He yep. did. It's the same yep. as what they're going to allow. You know, we, Look, did, we just don't he's know. He's reacting to the receiver starting to make the move Absolutely. to catch the ball. Absolutely. So yes, he's going to turn his head late. Absolutely. Yeah. As soon as the receiver who put his hand <laughs> right. on his shoulder to get <laughs> to the football, <laughs> and he gets called for it. It's like, come on. You know. I mean, it's like so. Every one of these calls is debate. And that's the problem I have with that. But let's just move on from there. It just disgusts me what they do. Well, you're just NFL. pushing me along, aren't you? Oh, man. I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> tell, tell me what quarterbacks are going to make the team, Lou. I, Jim already discussed it. I don't so need, you agree with him. I okay. agree with him 110%. Yep. Don't All need right, to do, go there. Do we want to talk about linebacker? I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot to say there. I mean, uh, I don't think so. I mean, I you know, Alonzo, I mean, he's on I, – I think there's a chance that he may get cut. He's uh, on thin ice. He's on thin ice. I mean, past him, you know, we like the, the kid that was brought in. Uh, he's going to – it seems like he's going to replace him, right? Is that what the – you know, that's what we're looking at. You're talking about number 49. Yes. Yes. And and what's his name? Who's the, who's the kid that's wearing number nine out there? Um, Nate Orkin. Nate Ort, good. He's 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 looking pretty good too. So I mean, obviously he's going to make the team. Um, you know, there really is. I mean, McMillan's another guy. I mean, I talked about this way way back. Uh-huh. That I, I'm just you know I watch him and I just don't see anything coming out of the guy. And here we yeah, are. You know, he hasn't been healthy, so you know you yeah. don't even see him. Right. You know to okay maybe he's getting better. You know. I mean, Baker's a star on the horizon. And, yeah, he's uh, look great. I mean, we're we're all you know. We're, I think you guys talked about a lot of this um, in last week's podcast. So I mean, Jim may have something, but I don't really have anything other than that. Yeah, I mean, we obviously have Baker and uh, Aguavin, and past that, you know, there's a couple of new guys that are doing pretty well. Uh, Van Ginkle has got a little dinged up, so we only saw him early on. Well, the little bit we've seen of him, I think, looked pretty good. Yes, uh, he was effective. Yep. Ledbetter, I think, has shown a little bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. No question. Anybody else? As far as, uh, no, I mean, there's nobody that stands out. Uh, Terrell Hanks has, has made a few nice plays and has looked solid. So, you know, you've got uh, Chase Allen. Uh, you know, he's probably going to be gone. And, and Mike Hull, from there, I think we're going to have. Well, I think a, a lot of this is going to come down to special teams. Oh, no yeah. question. No question. Which, which by the way, Mike. Um, I'm glad you mentioned special teams because, wow, did they play last week? I mean, they were on. Yeah. On and- on on punt return coverage, yes. kick return. Yes. I mean that their special teams just looked excellent. I mean, so they- we, we we weren't missing the special teams coach, is what you're saying? Huh? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that was right, exactly. that was Lamans that made a couple of really nice plays in the special teams. Right. And, uh, Wilts has been around the ball a lot too. So. And I think uh, uh, Terrell Hanks as well had had made some plays as well. So Armstrong, I believe Armstrong yep. made a big hit yep. on one of the plays as well. I mean, they they look look good. I'm glad you mentioned them, Mike, because I did want to bring them up. And the special teams, boy, I'll tell you what, if they play during the season like they've been playing in the preseason. You know, we're going to have one really, really solid unit out there. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, something to look forward to. And we got a good kicker. Yeah. And we got a good punter. So our special yeah. teams are set. We just got to get everything else. 
Well, you know what? I think the defense might be closer than people think. Yeah, they are. They they do look they they do look pretty solid. I think I think they're going to surprise. Who was it? You, Jim, or Kirk? One of you guys in last week's podcast uh, mentioned. Maybe both of you did. I don't remember. But uh, in regard to the defense, you know, at the beginning of the year, I said the same thing. I said, you know what? I think the offense is going to be the better of the two units, and. I, I I don't see it anymore. I think the defense is going to really surprise some people. I think they're going to be solid. If you listen back, I think you'll find that I was the only one that said the defense was better. Yeah. Okay. You might be right, Mike. If you listen back, I think no, no, no. That's it. what I was saying. That I think me and it was either Jim or Kirk in one of the earlier podcasts. It was Kirk. I know it was Kirk. It was, was Kirk. It, Kirk. it was Kirk it was just Kirk. last okay. week. But uh, you know, I yeah. can't remember which way I went. I, I, I know it was any kind of an even Steven type of thing. But uh, I'll play it for you. Yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> you got you got a lot better Mike, memory that, than me. Bring that clip up right now, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear <laughs> yeah, it. Let's yeah. hear it. And no, I, anybody that picks the offense over the defense right now is obviously not watching the games. Yep, absolutely. No, I mean, look, the young talent on defense is, is very promising. We don't have a lot of young, promising talent on offense, I don't believe. Uh, you know, I mean, aside from Grant, who else is there? We've got some players, but, you know, without an offensive line, it's difficult to have plays develop. So, you know. Which young, which young developing players do you think we have on offense that are promising? Well, uh, dr- Rosen looks good. And like you mentioned, Grant. Kenyon Drake. Okay. We, we haven't seen Rosen yet. Well, Drake and Balaj are, are young. Jacecki's young. Mike, Kenyon listen, Drake. This you know, Mike Gazeki. Gazeki well, no, no. uh, hasn't really done anything yet. Preston Williams. I mean, Mike, there are guys that have potential. I mean. Oh, I didn't say there wasn't potential. I, I mean, we, we saw Fitz, you know, Fitzpatrick on defense for a season. We saw Baker on defense for a season. We've seen some of these guys play. Right. And that's what I'm trying to say. So we have a little bit more reason to be excited about them than most of the youngsters on offense because we haven't seen them play. What we saw Rosen in Arizona, we don't want to see. Well, we've got Starup. <laughs> that's true. Jim, Jim, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Jim. Mike, aren't we getting close to the end of the show? Because I've got to, I've got to talk to Jim once we get off of here. <laughs> All right. Well, you you hold that thought because we are about done. Oh, <laughs> they, they may pull us off the show. <laughs> there was a well, they had to do the pulling anyway. So that's it. I mean, we we've gone through the roster. We didn't spend time at defensive tackle because there's no reason to. I think everybody loves Wilkins. Everybody loves Gotchow and then Taylor and and pretty much all the young defensive tackles that they have. Yes, they're very good. Yep. Yeah, and and you know at linebacker, the, the depth is mostly going to be for special teams. I think our starters are pretty well set. Yep. So. You know, there aren't a whole lot. There aren't as many questions on defense as I think there are on offense. Uh, And and with that said, we'll go ahead and wrap up the show. Uh, Guys, do you have anything else that you want to get in real quick? I think we covered quite a bit. I'm getting fired up for the season. We're a couple couple weeks away. so I think we fired Lou up enough, so... Mm-hmm. Well, I had some more things to discuss, but you know, I don't want—I want him to live to next week. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, don't give me a heart attack before the uh, season starts, Mike. All right, guys, thanks for joining me, everybody. Thanks for listening, and uh, you got one big fins up here. We'll see you next week. Fins up, fins up, Dolphins. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans Podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 